welcome, 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 welcome to the Super Bowl edition of What's Next podcast. Blair, you got sick. <laughs> I did. I missed. What the hell? Uh, I'm going for this every other month sick thing. We have a party. Yep. You get sick, or you get sick at your own party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one and, of those two things. And I guarantee it's getting common here in the podcast world. You will make me laugh today, and the audience will hear me cough up and phlegm. You, and you're gonna start coughing. Yeah, it'll well, be great. I'll try to be very boring and straight faced. Perfect. The our listeners demand. <clears throat> we had a Super Bowl party, and Dave, I believe. This may be the first time since the late 90s that you're a true verified fan of a team that won. Yes. Congratulations. As an Aggie fan and a Cowboy fan formerly and a Ranger fan. Mm-hmm. Mavericks 2011, don't really like basketball, but no. I did watch those playoff games and drink gin after every victory. <laughs> but normally. Drink gin after every victory. Hey, stop with the laughing shit. Oh, right. Normally, when you and I have any semblance of a rooting interest, yeah, I mean, even the minus, the the smallest amount of interest, the team will compete, <clears throat> but not win. Charlie Brown will wind up, <laughs> yeah. and Lucy will pull the football <laughs> away. Mm. College World Series, three and out. Mm-hmm. This time we did better. We did. But we have had a go there and not win one damn game. Yeah. Last year we, we, we got a Vic. We got several. We got a couple, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. We beat Texas and Notre Dame. Yep. yep. The two teams I hate. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a pretty good little, yeah. little Vic. With the Rangers, we went an entire lifetime of watching that team. They finally get in the World Series. They finally get into the ninth inning. They finally get two outs. They finally get two <laughs> strikes with the lead, and we lost. And then Nelson Cruz for the win. Lucy pulled back the football, and Charlie Brown whiffed. So I will tell you, as I was watching that game from the comfort of my bed with 101 fever, Yep. when they went to halftime, I did not feel good about your chances. We were down by 10. I will tell you this, though. I've been recruiting a lot in the Kansas City area. Okay. And none of them said that they doubted at halftime. They're like, oh, that's what happens with us all the time. Yeah, they are a second-half team for yeah. sure. So they, none of them seem to sweat it, but they don't have the background that you have. None of them root for the <laughs> Rangers or the, or the Cowboys yeah, or the Aggies. Aggies. Exactly. <laughs> So in the first half, kicker missed the kicker for the Chiefs missed the field goal. Yep. I immediately looked at Kevin Cox and said, "That's going to screw us." I um, I've seen it a million times at Kyle Field. We lose by two, <laughs> a million out of a million. And I will say you're getting ahead of yourself because we need to take the listener on the journey of the Super Bowl from the side of the guy who receives your text, and that is. When they announced that the flip was tails, you said, hot dog, I'm in the money already. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you're a degenerate gambler. There are certain (laughs) things that make the Super Bowl great. (laughs) Betting on every single semblance of activity. Prop bet. Is hilarious. 
So that's three years in a row I've started the game plus 25. There's no way you bet the under on the number of sacks in one on that, is mm, there? Not even close. I, I did not. I stayed away from sacks for whatever reason. This There's been no sacks this playoff run from any team. There's been very little interceptions. I've only won one interception bet, and I've lost on several. There has been very little sacks. It's weird. It's like they get rid of the ball or they throw it away. Or Well, Mahomes gets rid of the ball in 2.3 seconds or yeah, something and, crazy. And, you know, so just crazy. Betting was crazy. I had uh, the first half overs at that hit. In the second half, I had um, the Chiefs to score more than 14, which I knew to win. We had to score more than 14. So that was an easy victory. Um, I did lose the Kelsey having more than seven and a half catches. He had seven. That, come on. You can't throw me one more. <laughs> Let me tell you something about those Kelsey brothers and, and their relationship with their mom. It makes me feel like the bottom of the shoe in terms of my relationship with my brother and, that, my, and my mom. That's because we are. <laughs> right. And I like my brother. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a pretty good relationship with your brother. offset of your two plus my one of that <laughs> equation. Oh, they're over there crying on each other. And, uh, and, and one of them's so happy for the other one. One of them's so sad for the other one. And I was thinking, I'm not even sure I'd go to the game if my brother played in the Super Bowl. I was thinking, I, I got a text well, you played for the my, Eagles? I got a text from to my watch brother that. for my birthday. <laughs> I'm not coming to watch the Eagles play. I know you're on the team. whoop de doo <laughs> I'd be so overcome with jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one, pal, when you don't have a good relationship with your brother. So the um the story my parents told me, by the way, uh okay. after they watched uh, a young and vibrant Mahomes uh, come on like Jimmy Kimmel or something, and he hadn't slept in a while. He had a few beers in him. Oh, I'm sure. He likes to drink them pops. But um, they said he was asked whether or not they knew Kelsey's brother. Okay. And he goes, I don't know what to tell you, man. This Chiefs team, we're a family. And he's an extension of our family. Yeah, we know all of them really well. Huh. So all of our hearts went out to, to Jason for losing the game because we just think that him and his family are just amazing. They're part of our family. So Still got that ring. They got an interesting culture over there with the Chiefs, for sure. Yeah. Sounds just like the Cowboys. Oh, so close. <laughs> so, such a good. You know what I like about it, though? The GM, you know, for both teams were right out there on the field. No, they weren't. <laughs> oh, but they have a talk show. No, they don't. No. You know what? They're drafting players. They're working on the draft. Soon as the game's over, they're working on the list. But they also, their GMs also own the team and... Yeah, they don't. Oh, never mind. You know, when Philly had the American Sniper... Right. <laughs> ...up in the suite, that made me nervous. Because <laughs> he's kind of a good luck charm, you would think. Well, I mean, until the gun range. He's Chris Kyle. Yeah. He also played a very funny person in... Uh, the Vegas bachelor party. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the actor yeah. who played Chris. I thought you meant the real guy. I was like, yeah, until the firing range. No, he, he was living a charm life. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, that guy's good. The the one guy I didn't think that they – I didn't see at all. Maybe I missed him was uh, the Wrexham guy, the uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's Oh, I didn't I, even think – I don't remember seeing him. I bet him. he was there. I'm sure he was there, but I, didn't, I don't remember seeing him. And what about uh, Marky Mark? He wasn't there. Marky 
freaking Mark. I didn't see him. No, he's a Patriots fan. He played a Philly fan in a movie. Oh, okay. My <laughs> fault. Sorry, Marky. That's why you weren't there because your team sucks now without TB12. And anytime Kansas City's in a big game, they got to roll out Missouri's favorite son, Brad Pitt. He did the intro. You may have still been in the driveway barbecuing at that uh, time. I was still in the driveway drinking beer yep. at that point. But, uh, yep. Old no, Brad with Pitt the comes Chiefs, on. they always bust out the uh, modern family dude. Yeah, yeah, they do break him out. And Paul I ask, Rudd's another one. I ask every single year. What show's that guy on? And everybody in the room looks at me and goes, Modern, Modern family. family. Don't you watch it? And I go, no. No, it's a sitcom. Dave doesn't do sitcoms since Cheers. Uh, Seinfeld was after Cheers. Yeah, it was definitely after Cheers. Is Friends considered a... It's a sitcom, yeah. Okay, I watched Friends. Yeah. Is that the uh, last of it? Let me think. <laughs> uh, home Improvement? No, that with, was, with Pamela that was during Anderson? college, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a hot minute. All right. Raise your hand if you watched Home Improvement with the dude that only looked to his nose over the fence. Wilson? Wilson that, the neighbor. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did that. Yeah, Sitcoms were big when we were in college. I don't know how big they are now. Because there was nothing else. We had nine channels. Yeah. We didn't pay the big cable bill. We had what they called a shared cultural experience back in the day. Yeah, beer and dominoes, and we shared beer and dominoes. Speaking of that, I saw some guy post on uh, LinkedIn today for an Aggies beer and bones tournament in Houston, unfortunately. Ah, It was off the the Katy Freeway. The H-Town. Boy, we need to have a a DFW Aggie. If you'll recall, we played in the A&M Aggie 42 tournament against some dudes that played out of Irving. Yeah, we came in second. We came in second. And we got smoked in the final. We got destroyed like the Rangers two seasons ago. You and I, against people who don't play a lot, we're going to destroy them. Yes. Against people who play all the time? No. (laughs) Because we're not – our game's not tight. No. Because we don't play enough. So, anyway, those dudes put me on a mailing list. Oh, so I got invited to play in the St. Vincent something or another tournament. Okay. So I fired a note of not a note off to Fireman Chuck. I said, "Hey, because he's a fireman in Irving." Mm-hmm. I said, "What's the deal with this?" He goes, "Well, they usually act like they give money to the poor and they don't." I was like, <laughs> "Ah, that's our that's our kind of play. That's our kind of play." I said, "They funnel all it right, back to the all winners." Right, all right. <laughs> So, Super Bowl went like this. Watched the, uh, not the first song. I watched America the Beautiful. Yeah. I watched the. With Star Spangle, Yeah. Yep. So, somehow he's a thing, and I still don't know how he's a thing, but people know who he, he is. He's been around forever. Is he like Modern Family? Everybody knows, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or Babyface has been around for a minute, for like, sure. Okay, what song is he singing? Oh, I don't know. I don't listen to Babyface's music. See, that's my point. So, but he plays left-handed. Very funny that he never changed chords throughout the whole song. So apparently it's all in G. At one time, uh, <laughs> he his mouth was not even moving. But a yeah, couple of times, lyrics were kept pouring. Very pouring. humor. Um, then the Star Spangled Banner by Chris Stapleton, very good. Uh, easily one of my favorite renditions. Very, I, very, I very, 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 very good. Game starts with the best possible outcome of. Flipping of that coin. Now, hold on real quick. Okay. Did you bet the over or the under on the Star Spangled Banner at two minutes and two seconds? Because I heard he came in at 201, right? One second under. I did not bet it. 
And uh, that's a funny uh, bet. Over and under was two hundred five, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they said this one because normally he would play slow, but he he finished kind of quick. Yeah. And it's the words, not the music. He played a little bit of guitar extra, which would have put him on the over, <laughs> but he quit singing at the under. Oh, okay. so it's when the words start and the words end. I guess so. In my research of that bet, Neil Diamond has the fastest. <laughs> yeah, I heard that on the ticket, like a minute and 40 or something. That was the greatest. It was in his style. Oh, say, can you see? Yeah. The Duns are really light. I mean, it was funny. He was clipping through it. Yeah, I mean, is being Jewish not enough? Dude, he had so many fucking hotties waiting for him at the bar. <laughs> he couldn't stick around in that field. He had to go get him some gin Some sweet ginger brown. So after that, Best possible turnout was tails. That was awesome. <laughs> right. And then I started getting nervous because Philly drove right down and scored. Philly looked really, really good. In fact, they looked good all Both game. Teams did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philly, no one lost that team. game. That was that was won by the last possession. Yeah, and you know, I I I, I hated two things at the end. Okay. I, I I hated the holding penalty, even though it was I loved a, it. it was a holding penalty. Great call. Um, Great call. I just hated that it ended that way um, because then it created a really boring, you know, last minute and a half. Right. The The second thing was I was really hoping that running back was just going to go in and get that touchdown. And then we're going to see and then we're gonna have, Yeah, and then we're going to have another no. drive. Okay, first of all, on the call, I don't care if it's correct or not. I love the call. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I didn't have to stress out. I had a minute and a half. Just a chug a lug a lug. You weren't worried about that kicker a little bit. You already Hell missed one. Hell no. I'm not worried about a kicker. It's not the Aggies. <laughs> it's not the Rangers. It's not the Cowboys. I said, we got this. Now, if Hertz had the ball, our defense, whoo, yep. I'd be worried about yeah, that. Yep, yep, yep. I was rooting for that as just a fan of the game. I was like, oh, uh, it'd be fun to see Hertz with a minute. Yeah. Well, it wasn't your $100 fan of the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> I gave up sports betting long ago. <laughs> so, no, that was fun. Um, at the post game was funny. You know, everybody saying that Terry Bradshaw was body shaming the coach when he told him to waddle over here. <laughs> waddle on over here, coach. Give me a break. Old. If if you think that people go in a locker room and everybody talks very wokely, <laughs> shit, you're at your mind. Well, hello, good sir. You look healthy as ever. Hello. Take a proud stride over I'm here, I'm happy to be next to you. Yeah. No. Fine, chap. The, the world doesn't quite operate the way it does in social media. Yes. So then we had a post-game Colonel Taylor. Ooh. It was delicious. I bet. Single barrel? Uh, I believe so. Oof. Boy, that's highfalutin. No, it was small batch. I take that back. Okay. It was small batch. I had one. Kevin had three. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> well, he's, he's been a Mahomes fan a lot he longer already, than you. He was already at home. <laughs> right. You still had to get home. So it was a fun, fun, fun time. Was the party 100% Chiefs fans or are there any Philly fans? Uh, I don't even know a Philly fan. Me neither. Actually, I do. Heather, who works for me, her son likes Philly. I don't talk to him. Um, no, it was a very small turnout, and everybody was – most people were indifferent. Yeah. Clay was just happy to be there because he didn't know anything about either team. <laughs> and now there's no ads for TVs in the newspaper, so he didn't even know the game was on. I had to call him. 
Uh, we had a good time. Yeah. Clay, uh, during the national championship game, that, remember that barn burner TCU was in? Wasn't yes. that fun? Yeah. Um, the lead referee, the guy that would explain to you what was going on if you were watching on television or if you happened to be there in present, he looked like a cross between Clay's father yep. and like a vampire. Uh-huh. And um, Without the cape. So I, I immediately texted Clay, and I was like, your dad is the head ref of the national championship game. His response was, there's a national championship game on? I go, yeah, it's a yeah. local team in there. Yes. Yeah. I, I'll text him, and he'll go, is that the Mavericks? So he said, I go, no, we're at the hockey game. He said, what channel is it? I said, ESPN. He goes, cool. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I got a, a text back. He goes, I don't have any sports channels on my cable <laughs> system. Can you send me a video of him? <laughs> so I was filming a referee doing his thing just to send it to Clay. Make I laugh. love to call him and say, hit pause on Dune <laughs> and turn on the golf tournament because the most amazing comeback is about to happen. Yeah, he does like Dune. And, and he admits it, which is great. I mean, he accepts the Not fact Not a closet that, Dune denier. No, no, no. He's like, I would rather watch Dune than the Masters. <laughs> yeah, any day of the And week. he loves golf, but he loves Dune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nothing it's, but the best. It's hard to love golf and Dune all at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes if you watch the British Open, you can get golf and Dunes. <laughs> That's a dad joke there for you. One of the proudest moments, other than the fact that my daughter went to the University of Texas, she calls me one day and she said, Dad, some of these people didn't even buy the season ticket pass for athletics. What, do they buy individuals or they just don't buy anything? They don't buy anything. Well, yeah, I mean, there are 80,000 students there. They can't all buy season passes. But they don't want. To, they didn't even want to go to the game. <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre. So Taylor goes, "Why did you come to school here if you're not going to go to the football yeah, game? Yeah, you should go go to a small, artsy private school. Yeah, don't you, gum up the works. You here. Go to Concordia if you don't want to see football. Exactly. Ah, so frustrating. So, but such a proud moment for me. So get this: basketball is such a big sport at Purdue, right? That you have to go and attend the women's basketball game to get into a lottery to get tickets to their <laughs> to their big games. Now that is an athletic director with a sales mentality. <laughs> right. I like it. I like it a lot. So she was like, so I gotta go to the you know the Purdue women's game, blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I texted her the next day and I said, hey, did you get in the did you did you get the golden ticket? And she said, no. There were people camping out since two in the morning. To go to the women's game? In order to be able to draw the ticket to the Indiana game. Here's a text from one Morgan Lewis. Morgo, making the show. All my friends call David Jenkins Jr. Uncle Dave, and it makes me think of you every single time. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, how do they know my Uncle Dave? That's yeah, she, weird. She's told me she's looked around like, <laughs> where's Dave at? Dave came up here to Indiana? <laughs> I said, boy, that'd be the day. Uh, that made me proud. Yeah. So. Me, I mean, we look the same. <laughs> yeah, you. He's a gigantic power forward. <laughs> right. I sell insurance. Ideal. In Texas, body double is the first thing that comes to my mind when nothing I see. Nothing says nothing says power forward like five nine and balding. <laughs> <laughs> With a Bud Light and a hey, shotgun. Do, hey, do we need to shave your head? No, I'm good. No, no, everything's it, it, fine. It, it, so, so we don't wear hats out here. 
<laughs> What's going on out here on the court, dude? You'd fit a, you'd fit in real well with your exact outfit in Indiana right now. The uh, the the camouflage hat. Everyone's got one of Big those. Big player. In Indiana. Oh yeah, Indiana. It's you know here we have ranchers. Right. They don't have ranchers. It's all farmers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone's got corn and beans. They're yeah. growing. I've been in North Dakota and South Dakota. Yeah. I don't see same no. same. See, I, see, I've never been up that far. See, this is the ironic camouflage. Because this is a a singer songwriter. That's right, Jack Ingram, who puts his info on a camo hat so other people will buy. <laughs> right. So like you wouldn't wear this hunting. It's got a big white patch in the middle. No, it's a duck. Nothing, nothing says hello, <laughs> hello. Look over here. <laughs> Old Jack Ingram. He likes to keep you guessing though. Yeah, we saw him a couple weeks ago, and it was excellent. Yeah, still got his game on, huh? Yep. But he had had quite a few pops before the old <laughs> ceremony. Was this not a um, Madison Square Garden event where he wanted to be real sharp? Uh, this was <laughs> Tannehill's <laughs> in, in the stockyards. Yeah. Did you have to buy a pair of boots to get in again? So this you could time hide I your... did not. Okay. This time I did not. But Kevin and I and Kyle, we Ubered down there and went to the concert. And as soon as he came out, Kyle goes, all right. He just <laughs> saw it in his eyes. <laughs> and so Jack Ingram loves to entertain people, and he loves to tell stories. A uh, lot like Willie used to uh, before. And RLK. Yeah. And or just R-E-K. Like, yeah, and Robert Earls. Because he kind of learned it from those guys. So mm. he likes to, in between songs, it's not uncommon for him to go three or four minutes telling a story. He was so hammered, the guitar player would look at the drummer at the before the last word of the next song, and they would start the next one. <laughs> Just dun, to shut dun, him dun, up. Dun, 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 dun. And so he'd never get a chance to get in the microphone. So towards the end, he started sobering up a little bit. They let him say a few words to the people. But <laughs> I've, I mean, that is the shortest Jack Ingram concert I've ever attended. And it was great. He's dead on singing. He can sing just stone cold drunk and sound exactly the same. It's amazing. Well, it probably has a lot of practice at it. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> but I've never seen him where he couldn't tell some funny stories. Yeah. but Now, sometimes he drops F-bombs and says, hello, children. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get all ages attending his? Uh... Well, not for that event because it was 21 and up. But uh, he plays a lot of festivals. Yeah. And festivals allows people like me to put their kid in a baby carrier in the back. The papoose. Yes. Yep. And go see who you want to see and then sneak on up out of there. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, festival story is where the, your family couldn't find you and they found you at the bar. Yes. <laughs> they go, hey, where's dad at? Oh, he's over there. He's 30 miles away at a bar. One, one time Taylor told me, this is the first time I've seen Robert O'Keefe. I was like, no, it's not. This is your third time to see Robert O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> you were just in the backpack the other time. The papoose. Yeah, who's all-time, in your opinion, best country music in concert? Mm. Hard to beat Robert Earl. If he's in the mood. Yeah, he's almost always in the mood, though. Jack is very, very good. Randy Rogers is super solid in concert. Yeah. Cody Jinks, probably the best live. Um, I'd like to see Cody. towards rock and roll. So, like, just true music. Just, probably, no, just having fun, just for a great atmosphere. That's probably Cody Jinks. Okay. Uh, best sound quality and fun and tell stories, Robert Earl probably. Um, fastest, Willie 
beyond age 60. <laughs> Pre-60, he would actually sing the whole song. He'd stick around a little bit. Uh, Waylon, I slept through. Did you ever see the, the now they're called the Chicks or yeah. the Dixie Chicks? No. I saw them at ACL. Yeah. They're fun in concert. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for I it. Mean, I mean, it's crazy how many songs I know. You and your commie friends one song. <laughs> I'm kidding. I could care less. Um, Charlie Robinson was married to one of the Dixie Chicks. I did see him. He's very entertaining. <laughs> there you go. He also likes to have a beer and a shot in the same hand as he's singing and finish those before the end of each song. Very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, talented. Best Christmas show, Bruce Robinson. Be- uh, he does a better Christmas show than Robert Earl King? Yes. Oh, my. Yeah. Him and his f- former wife. Uh, <laughs> best rock and roll show? Not even close. Food Fighters. We've already had this conversation. Yeah. 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 I knew your take on, uh, <laughs> on rock and roll. Man, Cody is so good, but it's because he has a little more juice. But <laughs> this summer, <clears throat> he may have a rival in one Hank Williams Jr. Oh, he's touring this summer? Well, I'm going to see him in Montana. Ah. So I'm very excited about that. I'm hoping I get. How old is he now, though? Uh, I'm sure real old. Probably. Get I'm hoping puff. to get like two puffs and three beers, not eight puffs and 12 <laughs> beers. I'm trying to. I need a balance. I need a guy that can shoot eight ball or like the second game of bowling. I need that guy. I don't need the fourth game <laughs> or the guy that scratches on the eight ball. You know, a little six beer boys. Right. Guy, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You think you'd get that out of him? I'm gonna need to see a time list on I the on you, the on the lineup. I think you're gonna get him about ten minutes after draining a pint of fluid yeah, out of his I don't, lower back. I don't need the guy that wrote I Odied in Denver and I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need I get whiskey bent in hell bound. There you go. Not Odied in Denver, I don't remember her name. Now I will tell you. It's got a little R&B. Okay. It's got a little country. And okay. then it's got a little rock and roll. Okay, that's and if you mix Barbara Mandrell. No, not that cheesy. But <laughs> Nathaniel Rateliff, I highly recommend okay. you, you take that guy. Can you see the point. question mark above my head or is that? Son of a bitch. The, da, da, got nothing. Uh, okay. I'll, uh, I'll that, give it a listen. Though. Maybe next time we'll check out Nathaniel Rateliff here yeah. on the What's Next podcast. <laughs> Good talking to everybody. Adios.